Hello. Hey there. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone, Gone with, with the, the Windies. Windies. <laughs> We're together in the same room and still we can't sync that part up for some reason. It's such a struggle. We're a little <laughs> a little out of practice. A little rusty. Let's try that. <laughs> we need Let's to... try that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone, Gone with, with the, the Windies. Windies. There she is. Mm, she's there. Now that we both have our own l- little fancy microphone situation, we're recording both of them at the same time. So we're sitting like across the room from each other. It's socially distant. Yeah. Even though we live together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It, so. So Lindsay's been home for about a week now. Yes, ma'am. It's week been, and a half, if you will. It's been quite fun. It's been it's been a time. It's been quite fun, hasn't it? It's that? been a lot less lonely. It's been a lot less <laughs> lonely. Me. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's been... It's been great all really? around. Yeah, Aww, thank yeah, you, it has been. What have we been doing? What have what haven't we been doing? Really? Okay. Um, turning off the British accent because that's corny. Um, yeah, Lindsay and I have been <laughs> making TikToks. Yes, ma'am. She's been really into some daily outfit TikToks. Yes, ma'am. Um, so that's been fun. You know, we've been trying to dress up a little bit here and there so that we don't feel so bummy all the time. Not that that's a bad thing. You know. I, I enjoy wearing bummy outfits just as much as the next person, but it is kind of nice to like put on a little bit of a face and well, not really. Cause I don't, I don't do makeup, but you know, put on a little bit of a fit and record it and immortalize it on TikTok. So that's a little bit of what we've been doing. We also, Lindsay forced me to learn a TikTok dance the night she got home and I uh, banged my head into hers trying to do that dance and ended up getting a minor head wound <laughs> that that's playing it up a lot it's actually really fine it was just like a tiny little scratch on my eyebrow but it did hurt pretty bad so you know um but yeah it's been fun that's all I can think of that what we've been doing We've been, we've been doing other things too. We baked a little bit. Mm-hmm. We can talk about what the theme of this episode is. Actually, we oh. have been watching a lot of Christmas movies. So, something I would always do with my roommates in my apartment the past, I guess, just two years, um, we would just watch a bunch of those like bad Christmas movies that are on Netflix that are like the Hallmark or Lifestyle, Lifestyle, Lifetime, <laughs> whatever. Um, and we would watch them and we rank them. So. Every time we'd watch a movie, we'd, like, write a little thing for it and put it on the wall. And then every time we added a new one, we'd put it, like, between where it belonged, like, in the ranking. And so by the end of the season, we'd have, like, 15 movies up there that were, like, ranked in order from best to worst. So (laughs) that was always fun because a lot of them are just not well-written and, like, the plot is just, like, so either super typical or super unrealistic. And so it's just, like, (laughs) really funny to watch them and, like, actually unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I normally do with my roommates. But since I'm going to be here for all of December, we decided to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we've watched a few movies already and we can give you a little quick synopsis of them. And maybe for the rest of the weeks, we can sort of just like briefly touch on what we've watched. Mm -hmm. And then... But we've watched a lot. When I look at this list, I'm like, this is more movies than I've probably watched in all of 2020. I know. Realistically. And we've watched this like in the past week. All in the past week. 
kind because of crazy. Because we've just been doing like one or two a night because they're only like an hour and a half normally. Mm-hmm. So by the time it's like if we start at like seven or even eight, <laughs> we can watch two movies and it's yeah. fine. And I'm like actually enjoying them because like I feel like having a theme to follow makes it so much easier to like select a movie because mm-hmm. it's like when you're like, oh, let's watch a movie. It's like, well, what are we going to watch? And I feel like it's so hard to like decide on something. Yeah. But when we're like, oh, we're just going to watch all the Christmas movies. It's like so easy to just pick one. And especially because Netflix is just an abyss of horrible Christmas movies. Yeah. You type in Christmas, you get like 400 results. Yeah. That's not, that's probably not <laughs> accurate, but it's, that's what it feels you like. You get just a lot. Yeah. Flipping through so and options. they all look exactly the same. Yeah. So we're doing our, making our rounds with the Christmas movies. We actually watched one last night um, <laughs> that I had turned off in my apartment. We started watching it and we we're like, no, we're not watching this one. It's so bad. The first scene, honestly, the first scene of that movie is kind of worse than the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's definitely one of those where, like, if you judge it from the start, it's not going to be judged well. But it's also not a good movie. No. Either way, though, the first scene was definitely, like, infinitely worse than the whole rest of the movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into the movies? Mm. What are you reading? Are you reading any books right now? Oh, I'm reading too many books right now. I just keep downloading them from the library, and it's bad. Um, But I'm almost done with Know My Name by Chanel Miller. That's the book that I talked about last time. I'm going to start reading a book with my friend Lily called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which is actually um, a movie that I watched back in my film school days. (laughs) And I really, it was a really solid movie, so I'm excited to read the book that it's based on. Um... Other than that, I'm reading, like, an Advent book, but it's kind of just, like, a little devotional thing. It's called Honest Advent, and it's by this fantastic artist who's based out of Austin, I think, and he does a lot of cool Christian art, <laughs> um, but he's he's super cool. Um, yeah. There's some other stuff that I, like, have saved in my Kindle, but I haven't really opened up yet that's due in a few days, so I probably won't get to it, but we'll see. So you can get library books on your Kindle? Mm-hmm. That's super nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Makes me want a Kindle, love. You should get one, honestly. Um, my friend Lily says that the best contribution Jeff Bezos has made um, is the Kindle. Yeah, I would agree. It's a pretty pretty <laughs> solid item that they've come up with. It is a solid <laughs> item. <laughs> it's not thing, a liquid, okay, that's for sure. I, oh my goodness, I hate you. Sorry, but can, can I talk about the thing that yes. I hate the most about the Kindle? Okay, I love most things about it. It is a very slow operating system. So, like, you press the button to turn it on. It takes, like, five seconds to kind of wake up. And so you swipe and open it, whatever. But, okay, the thing I hate most about it is, like, it'll just be sitting there. And you can't change this setting. It has to show different book covers of, like, books that are popular at the moment in Amazon or something. And it just like constantly changes. And it's just, that's just what it it looks like when it's sleeping and you can't do anything to change it. And I hate it. I just like want it to be a blank screen. I don't, I don't like the idea that it's alive even when it's turned off. It also seems like such a waste of battery. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it really takes up battery is the thing, but it's like, it's just ugly to see all these books I don't care about yeah. Constantly. And you've looked it up and you can't change it? No, you can't. Wow. Yeah, it's really stupid. It, mostly, I'm just like, stop trying to get me to buy those other books because I exclusively 
almost exclusively use it to check out library books. So I'm like not interested yeah. in whatever they're trying to sell me. Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. Anyways, I still need to get a case for it because then I won't have to stare at it all the time when it's just sitting on my table, but I haven't done that yet. Are you the type of person that like prefers paper books or do you not care at all that it's like Kindle? So I do prefer paper books, but I figured I got one at the beginning of quarantine because I knew I wasn't going to like really be getting any new books. And also there's so much available at the library. It's insane. Um, So I figured like it'd be because I was I was checking them out on my phone and reading them on my phone and it was like just not no that's really not fun to read you know if I had an iPad and like changed the the brightness and the you know whatever made it like night vision is that what it's called dark mode if I made it like dark mode or whatever it might be fine but night vision (laughs) night vision that's not what it is all the sounds of me just (laughs) my hand over my face I cannot but um so all that to say I do prefer paperback books but I'm also trying to just like own less things because I know I'm probably going to be moving around a lot for the next few years so might as well have less books yeah it's really hard I feel like because like I want to get back into reading but like I have a few books that I like want to read but only because I have them and I haven't read them but I don't actually want to read them yeah so obviously I'm not really reading them and it's just like kind of a waste of time I feel like for me just like like I'm not even reading a book right now because I just don't want to read any of the books I have but I'm like I don't want to go buy a book because that seems like such a waste of money Mm -hmm. and I don't want to go to the library right now because of COVID and also just like it's just like a lot of effort I feel like to like go all the way to the library yeah so I feel like that's like such a good option it is it is but I also don't want to buy a Kindle (laughs) the thing is you'll have to be in a waiting line for weeks and weeks if you want to get like a new book from the library yeah but it's also like if you're not super pressed about it, yeah. you can wait that time. I think I've waited, like, 15 weeks to get a book before, and, yeah. you know, it's whatever. Or it's also, like, you can get, if you want to buy a book and you really want to read it immediately, you can buy it. Right. And then maybe if you have a friend who also likes to read, like, you could just, like, swap books with them. Ooh. And I'm sure there's, like, tons of, like, Facebook groups that you can, mm. like, swap books with people. Yeah. Um, Probably. I would imagine. But, yeah. I feel like that's, like, the best way is, like ask friends for recommendations and if they have a book that they've like purchased you can read it from them and then like Mm -hmm. give it back or just like swap a book with them that you've already read because like I get the appeal of like owning books Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like it's kind of like you don't necessarily want to read it again like I'm not that much of an avid reader to where I'm gonna purchase a book and like read it multiple times it's exactly how I feel yeah so like unless it's like a gift which like that's super nice to get a book as a gift and Mm -hmm. then read it but Mm -hmm. like other than that, I'm just like, why am I going to have all these books, especially for, like, moving around and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that. Because I feel like you can watch movies over and over again. But, like, a book, reading it over and over again just, like, seems... Because I, like, I really want to expose myself to, like, new things. Right. So, like, I want to read new books and, like, storylines I've never heard of before and, like, new and, like, kind of stay up to date on pop culture. Anyways. Yeah, I get that. I think there are a lot of people who do enjoy rereading books, especially if it's, like really important to them but yeah but I know what you mean I'm not like that I once I finish book I'm like cool I could never read that again and be very happy with my life yeah at least especially books like you have to read for school oh yeah and like I don't really want to read those again although I did read Great Gatsby recently and it's pretty good Hmm. anyway (laughs) I was trying to read the books I read for school that I had to read 
and read them again and see if you and see like if them I would better. enjoy them. Yeah, because like just being forced to read something. Yeah, even like as a high school, I just wasn't into reading, so like I it would be more of a chore than like something I enjoyed doing. Yeah, even if I like didn't have to annotate it or anything, I just like didn't enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, books. True. We also have a book club that we're doing with our cousin, but. I'm only, like, halfway through that book, and you were going to read it after me on my Kindle, right? Yeah. I haven't read it in a long time because I wasn't sure what the status was on yeah. when we were doing that, but whoops. Oh, my gosh. Maybe um, we could try to read it before we go down and decorate cookies. Oh, yeah. wait. That's very soon. Soon? I mean... December 3rd. Yeah, but Christmas is, like, three weeks away, essentially. Yeah. Okay. How long does it take to read a book? I, I don't know. I mean, it's taken me <laughs> quite some time, but that's all right. I'm just a slow reader, and I'm okay with that. I can't sit down for long periods of time and read. Yeah. Gotta take it slow. For me, it definitely just depends on the book. Mm. But I've gotten on Book Talk, and I've saved a couple videos. Explain. Um, That's so not on, enough <laughs> On TikTok, there's, like... I mean, it's, like, it's just kind of, like, a name for it. Like, hold on. I gotta think of a way to explain this. I think it's funny that you're on Book Talk, but you, like, don't read. I like all the videos though because I'm like I, mm. I would I would like to read I just haven't you want the, the recommendations books. yeah gotcha because I don't want to just read anything I want to read books and people like I get a lot of TikToks that are like books I couldn't put down if you want to like get back into reading and I'm like that's the type of books I like to read the ones that are like so fast-paced and just like always have stuff happening mm. so anyway TikTok if there's like a bunch of TikToks about books they would call it like book talk like tick book TikTok because it's like the little corner of TikTok that talks about books and they're same for like small businesses and like art like art talk there's teacher TikTok um but anyway just based on the type of TikToks that are on the app they're like the little short phrase for all the book TikToks is book talk so I made it on book talk which is exciting but yeah it's very exciting anywho yeah <laughs> books well should we talk about our Christmas movie marathon? Should we hop right into it? Should we go from worst to best? Ooh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we have done the same thing that I did with my roommates, except we didn't put it on like a wall or anything. We just have it on a note on our phones. So we'll start with the worst movie and we'll just discuss a brief synopsis, if you will, <laughs> of each movie and then kind of our thoughts and feelings. We have a film major among us so she can give you all of the juicy details in terms of her film um, <laughs> critique I okay yeah and then we'll just make our way to the top of the list see what happens see what happens I'm so shook by this list I can't believe what's at the top I never would have thought yeah I never would have thought okay anyways let us begin okay so the first movie at the bottom of the list oh by the way there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies on here. Whew. Well, eight movies in a TV show. That's crazy. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Out of the nine things we have watched, definitely the worst was the one we watched last night, which is called Christmas Wedding Planner. So, Brandy, do you want to just go back and forth explaining the... Yeah. Um. So I, want... I kind of fell asleep a little bit, but basically the plot is... I think that all the people in this movie are super rich, all of them. So operate under that assumption that they're all very rich. And basically the main character is like, I'm going to start a wedding planning business, even though she has no experience in that whatsoever. And basically just decides she's going to do it. And she's like, I'll plan my cousin's wedding. 
her cousin who she essentially grew up with and it's basically her sister and she's like I'm gonna plan this wedding that's like such a bad idea all of it is such a bad idea anyways so she's planning this wedding first scene that is really bad is um they're in a coffee shop of course classic hallmark lifetime setting coffee shop um she bumps into this man and she's like I'm so sorry I'm so clumsy blah 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 and then he gets the last blueberry scone and she like needed this blueberry scone okay I'm giving way too much information basically (laughs) he turns out to be the cousin's ex and he's like a private investigator and he's investigating the cousin's fiance and he is like hey you should help me investigate and she like thinks that the fiance might be cheating on her so he's like she's like yeah I want to help you investigate this because I care so much about my cousin I don't want her to get hurt whatever okay so they like PI together fall in love so bad um and then Lindsay tell him how it ends um the fiance (laughs) actually was he slept with the maid and so she was pregnant so the PI dude rolls up to the church right after they say like any objections or whatever and he's like oh my god like don't marry him and then they're like okay cool so the wedding's ruined love that and the girl the main girl the wedding planner girl and the pi dude end up falling in love i guess and he proposes at the wedding on the spot and she was like well i gotta go tell everyone this wedding is ruined and he's like the wedding's not ruined let's just ask them to stay keep in mind this is the random guy's family so obviously this pi dude has no family present at the wedding anyway they get married which i think is like super ridiculous like i would get like it was so quick maybe getting engaged like if you like think you're that into each other and like it's a movie but like getting married is like absurd to me anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah they get married that's how it ends in conclusion bad movie um bad. the acting wasn't great the script also wasn't great it was just like very Oh my gosh. Not, like, hard to follow, but, like, it just, like, wasn't well-written, and I just didn't feel like it flowed very well. Like, I feel like she it was, would like, say, very choppy. She would say to herself, I am a fierce warrior. Anytime before she had to, like, go do something bold, it's like, okay, no. No yeah. one does that. Also, a note on the production value. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Looks like it was produced by, like, a small school like looks like a student film they never had any extras the sound that they use for the coffee shop like the ambient sound is so bad it sounds like a crowd is in there and obviously no one is in there just all around rather poor yeah not well done only forced myself to watch it because like some of those christmas movies are like you can get past all like the bad acting and stuff because you kind of get used to it and then you just like focus on the plot but like the plot wasn't even great and the whole time it was just not I don't know. It was just not it. Anyway, I couldn't so even get used worst. to it. No, you literally couldn't. Because, like, she was she was just, like... She was Not so even annoying. she was annoying, but she was just not a great actress. What like, even was her name? Kelsey. Kelsey. I just feel like the so script, annoying. it was not written well. Like, even if she was a good actor, like, she was doing the best she could, I guess, with the script. But the script was just, like, not... Like, yeah. it was just, I don't know. It was very unrealistic. The only like, reason, no oh things. my gosh, another thing is the whole time she'll send a text. She sends texts basically explaining, like, everything that's happening in her life to her dead mother's phone. Um, and the whole time, you know, she's texting someone who's, like, obviously not responding. So probably it's someone dead. But it's just, like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, so bad. Yeah, not great not great so that's definitely the worst movie we watched the other bad movies we watched were like 
doable because they either had like way better actors and actresses or Mm -hmm. just like a better script or like just an engaging plot even if it's unrealistic if it's engaging like it's so much easier to like listen to and watch but yeah anyway so that would be numbing numbing number nine number nine i would give it half a star out of five stars honestly yeah it was not so bad Okay, number eight on our list. So this is part of a series. It's a t- double feature. There's two movies. Um, the Princess Switch and Princess Switch Switched Again. So I'll give you a synopsis of the first movie, which is actually higher up on our list. It is Vanessa Hudgens, available on Netflix. It is She's a baker from the United States, and she goes to a baking competition in Belgravia, which is a country in Europe, and she looks exactly like the princess that's going to marry the prince of Belgravia. Mm-hmm. And so she is, like, in this country, and they run into each other, and the princess is like, we should switch. I want to understand what it's like to live a normal life. So basically they switch places, and the, most of the movie is them, like, in their alternate um, lives or whatever. And then, yeah, it gets really crazy, but I don't want to spoil it. And so then in the second one... There's a cousin who looks just like them, and she basically plans to, like, infiltrate the throne so she can get a bunch of money. So that would be the second movie, which was just more unrealistic, the fact they threw in a third lookalike. I'm like, that just isn't really what I'm into. And uh, I don't know, just overall, it just wasn't as well done and, like, wasn't as intriguing and engaging as the first one. So that would be number eight. Would you like to give your film note on that movie? Um, I mean... It was fine. Vanessa Hudgens isn't a good actress. <laughs> She's not great. By most means. But um, I especially hated the addition of the third doppelganger in this one. Like, yeah. I thought it was so unnecessary. I thought the plot wouldn't have suffered without it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a Netflix Christmas movie. So I can't be too mad about it. Yeah. And it was, like, Christmassy. Like yeah. It was more, yeah, it was more Christmassy than most of these Christmas movies They are. just happened to take place at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So, So that was Princess Switch Switched Again. Definitely would not recommend. I would give it, like, two or three stars, though. It wasn't the worst movie. I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number seven on our list is a movie called Holiday. <laughs> so, Brianna, would you like to give a brief synopsis of this one? This is another one that's, like, a Christmas movie, but not a Christmas movie. It starts and ends at Christmas. The rest of it is all just a whole year. So, Emma Roberts plays this woman who she's, like, so jaded from love, and she's like, ugh, I don't even need anyone, whatever. But her family's so annoying and stupid and... and <laughs> at every holiday they like bombard her with questions about why she's not married yet and she's like i'm sick of this i just want to bring someone so they won't like be annoying to me so she runs into this dude at the mall and he's australian of course and they're like yo what if we were each other's date to every holiday um and we didn't see each other outside of that and he agreed they both agreed so that's what they did and of course they end up falling in love it's like basically friends with benefits but holidays and no benefits and that's all pretty much that's all i have to say about that yeah that one was actually that one kept me on my toes because you like it was much less obvious i feel like that they were going to end up together like you kind of thought they would but it was like throughout the movie like i don't know they just like went very back and forth with like if they actually liked each other Hmm. More so than most movies, I feel like. Most Hallmark movies, like, build up to it, and then at the very end, they get together. 
but this one was just like I don't know they both were like denying their feelings obviously which I feel like happens but yeah I guess I don't know it was fine it wasn't it wasn't the worst definitely wasn't the best the jokes we would just like look at each other whenever they tried to yeah. make a joke and be like ooh, they tried that uh did not hit yeah. did not land but they tried it yeah the jokes weren't great but like i think definitely the acting and the script was better than the other two movies like it was like you could sit through it and be yeah like, this isn't the worst it thing wasn't unbearable it wasn't yeah. intolerable but it was also definitely and i think part of it honestly is like the production value because you can tell this had a much bigger budget yeah than like the christmas wedding planner <laughs> yeah so yeah a little bit of that I just felt like throughout this one, like, I definitely was like, okay, like, it's not a great movie, but I do want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't feel like that for Christmas Wedding Planner. I was just like, this Same. is not something I want to get through. Checked but, like, out holiday, the entire time. Yeah, like, Holiday, honestly, I would watch it again next Christmas. Yeah, me too. It was fine. So I feel like that's, like, the, the bar that you have to pass. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right. All right. Number six on our list is Princess Switch, which I briefly explained. That was the baker who went to Belgravia, or Belgravia. And this one was definitely better than the second one. It was just, like, I, it was a plot that I don't feel like they needed to expand on, but probably just because this one did well, they wanted to make a second one. Oh, yeah, that's um, easily what happened. Yeah, because, like, the people that ended up getting together in this one, in the second one, they, like, split up and just spent the whole time trying to get back together, basically. Yeah. Which is just, it's just weird. It was like, oh, let's put them together. And they're like, wait, we can't just have them both be together. Like, we have to split one of them up. So stupid. And so it was just like an unnecessary second movie. But I did enjoy this one. This one wasn't the worst. I felt like I wanted to keep, like, seeing what was going to happen. And, like, the characters, the actors weren't as bad in this one as I feel like some of the other ones. So Mm -hmm. it just made it easier to watch. Yeah. Agreed. But... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else there's to say about this one was very like it, it was, was fine. just yeah. It was your pretty standard what you can expect. Yeah. I think. Like I feel like we've passed the line of like no thanks mm-hmm. to got to like, you know, this one's fine. Like it was okay. It was written okay and it was acted fine. Yeah. Exactly. This is watchable. All right. Okay. I loved this next one. Honestly, I would put this higher up, but I still it's fine. I, I think it makes sense where it is, but it's called I'll Be Home for Christmas. It was made in like 1998, I think. And it's just basically this like super rich entitled kid. Um, He doesn't want to go home for Christmas because his dad is, has married this new woman after his mom died. And he's like really resistant to accept her into the family. So he's like, I'll just be a little brat and like go to Cancun. Um, And his girlfriend is like, no, I don't want to go. I want to go home. I want to be with family. And he's like, what? That's stupid. Um, (laughs) he pisses off some people. They drag him to a desert, um, glue a Santa beard on his face and dress him up in like Santa clothes and just leave him there for dead, basically. And he like hobbles his way out of the desert and he calls his dad and the, the way his dad had convinced him to come home was by telling him if he did come home, he could have the Porsche that they spent a lot of time like working on and renovating how you fixing up fixing up not really renovating that's for houses um okay so to preface this he like goes to school in california and he lives in new york right yes so he like has to get on a plane and go all the way across so when he is left in the desert and beaten (laughs) up he like it's not like oh he just has to get 
to like a cab and then go home. Like he has to somehow get on an airplane all the way across the country without any money or anything because he doesn't have yep. any of his stuff. So and it's the nineties, yeah. so they didn't have phones. So he yeah. is like checking his voicemail or leaving voicemails to his girlfriend like from a phone booth yeah um and his girlfriend was supposed to go home with him like he was like i've changed my mind let's go home but she doesn't know about the porsche situation mm -hmm. but then so he doesn't end up picking her up to drive her home or to go to the airport because he's literally in the desert in the desert so this other kid who likes the girlfriend picks the girlfriend up and they start driving home together and it's like a whole situation but basically the movie is just chronicling his like journey to get home across the country without any money or anything yep and it was actually so fun. It was surprisingly woke considering it was made in the late 90s. Like, some of the things that the girl said, I was like, oh, okay. Like, she gets in the car with this horrible dude who is, like, trying to get with her, basically. And she's like, if you make any sexist, racist, or homophobic jokes, I'm out of the car. And I was like, whoa, okay, sis. I see that. Um, everything else, yeah, it was just, like, pretty insane and very unrealistic, but very heartwarming, and I enjoyed it, and I let myself suspend disbelief and just enjoy it, which it's hard for me to do, so. Yeah, I feel like that's what you have to do for most of these movies. You just have to, like, accept that everything that happens is not necessarily <laughs> gonna be, like, actually realistic. Like, yeah. he ends up running a 5K dressed as Santa and then gets a <laughs> bunch of money. It's just, like, it's, like, uh, no, obviously that wouldn't actually happen, but if you just, like, let it happen and, like, yeah. go along with it, then it's fine. You're like, all right, but cool, yeah. yeah. He just won $1,000 from this yeah. and now he's giving it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, overall, just, like, well done enough that you could, like, not be angry while watching it. Like, you weren't like, mm -hmm. ooh, this script is bad, ooh, these actors are bad. Like, because they're just kids. like watch it happen. Yeah, they're exactly. like college kids, so I think that also made it easier. Because yeah. when I'm watching these other ones that are actual fully full blown adults, I'm like, oh, okay. But kids, I'm like, okay, I love this. Also, he had frosted tips, so I found that hilarious, and it made me want to keep watching. Yeah. Except you don't really see his head the whole time because he's wearing a Santa hat <laughs> most of the movie. But yeah, yeah. It's also just like I feel like I just appreciate a Christmas movie that's not like too people that are obviously going to end up together mm -hmm. like i feel like that just I'm yeah just it like, wasn't so boring it like, wasn't centered around the romance at all no. it was all about like his becoming less selfish and yeah being in situations where he was kind of forced to like be a better person even yeah. though he didn't want to be which yeah. is kind of funny but like accurate i mean a lot of people yeah. don't want to be good people yeah anyway it was just more engaging than like your typical christmas rom-com mm -hmm. so it was it was a good it was a good watch would recommend yeah me too all right, next. Oof. We're in Home Alone territory. All right, so... We watched every single Home Alone. We did. So a couple nights ago, we decided to watch Home Alone. Then the following night, we were decorating our Christmas tree. We're like, okay, fine, let's watch Home Alone 2. And so last night, we concluded the series and watched <laughs> Home Alone 3. And so these are actually the next three on the list is Home Alone 3, 2, and the original. In so that order. So we can just kind of... Like, yeah, of bad to yes <laughs> so the best one was the original yeah but i guess we could talk about them one at a time but just know that the next three are going to be home alone so home alone three if you haven't seen it it's a different kid and basically Bowl cut. yes um these bad people take a very important microchip and hide it in a toy car to get it through security at the airport some other woman takes their bag and so she has a toy car and gives it to this kid who shoveled her driveway as, like, his payment. So he has this, like, a super intense microchip, and he doesn't even know it. And so these people figure out that he lives on this street. 
So they're systematically going to every house in the street, breaking in during the day because it's in the suburbs, breaking in during the day and looking for the car with the microchip in it. So he sees this happening, calls 911, but they're gone by the time they get there. He does it again the next day and they're gone again. And so they're like, dude, you can't call the cops like this. And so he's like, fine, I give up. I'll catch him myself. (laughs) And so by that time, they essentially figure out that he has the microchip. And then the whole big scene is like them basically trying to break in in true Home Alone fashion and like getting just like railed on and like destroyed. (laughs) Obliterated. But anyway, so yeah, that's like without giving it away, I guess. Like that is what the movie is. Mm -hmm. Um. That one was actually very engaging. I really appreciated how it wasn't the same exact plot as Home Alone 1 and 2. (laughs) Yeah. Because when you watch Home Alone 2 the day after Home Alone 1, it is the same exact plot down to, like, the subplot of the scary adult character that they end up giving advice to and, like, end up, like, being friends with. So weird. It's the exact same plot as Home Alone 1. And so we were like, okay, cool, Home Alone 3 is going to be, like, the exact same thing. But they did it in, like, a very different way. And so I was like, that's kind of nice. Like, he was home alone, but it wasn't because his family left him Mm -hmm. on vacation. (laughs) So He had chicken pox. Yeah, so he had to stay home. And his mom, like, worked a job and the boss was, like, mean. So he, like, made her come into work. But anyway, yeah. So I did appreciate how it was, like, a very different plot. And it honestly kept me engaged. I was like, I want to see what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. and the kid was annoying at first, but he kind of grew on you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the characters, like, develop in a way that's, like, I don't know, watchable. (laughs) Yeah. Something else I really like that I think is consistent in all of these Home Alone movies is, like, the presence of the mom and, like, how important she is. And I think they really, they did a probably the best job with that in the last one because she, like, really wants to be able to be there with him, but her job is just stupid demanding and, like, her boss doesn't understand what it's like to have a kid. Um, And I don't know. I just thought that was really sweet. My favorite part in Home Alone 3 was... (laughs) he's she's like making him a sandwich because she has to go and she's like i'm so sorry like if it was up to me i would not be going i'd be here with you and he was like it's not you it's the times and he's like this five-year-old kid i don't know i just think that's so funny it's not it's not very realistic how mature these young seven-year-old and six-year-old children are but it is funny and entertaining so it is i'll allow it but yes that's home alone three I would honestly recommend it. I was, I had really, really low expectations, which is maybe why it ended up being better than I thought it would be. Cause I feel like if you just, again, like accept that it's not the same kid and it's going to be a different plot, mm-hmm. then like, it's fine. Haven't we seen it before though? I think I have, but a long time ago, I don't remember anything that happened in it. I remember for some reason we like really despised it when we watched it. I think because we really liked the first two. Maybe. And like, we watched thought it, it would be the same. Yeah. And I don't know, kind of stupid. Cause we watched it last night and i felt completely different like, i honestly I was fine. don't ever remember watching it in the past i was fine with it i do love macaulay culkin though i think yes. that he it would have been great if he was in the third one but then they wouldn't have been able to do that at exactly all. <laughs> like it was i feel like it was the type of plot that like even having a second one honestly was kind of pushing it because it's oh, like yeah. it's just a diff like you can't have the same plot that's so like unique yeah and like do the same thing and expect the same results but Anyway, so that was the third one. And the second one is next on our list. Um, Honestly, still really good. Like, production value, definitely high. Like, good actors and actresses. Um, Not super realistic how he, like, gets split up with his family, though. Because in the first one, they basically wake up late for their flight. And so they just leave without him and don't realize it. Because there's, like, 15 people that they're going with. So they're like, oh, like, he's here, whatever. 
And then the second one, they, like, make sure he's in the shuttle because that's what happened the first time. He didn't make it in the shuttle. But then once they get to the airport, he, like, stops while they're sprinting to their flight and then ends up following the wrong guy that he thought was his dad. And so it's just, like, not the most realistic because, like, you'd think that after the first mishap, they would be, like, much more careful with it. Like, it's realistic how he got split up, but I don't think it's realistic that they didn't notice he was gone. And they didn't even notice until after they got off their flight in Florida and they're like, give this to Kevin. And it's like a bag. It's his bag. And they get to the end of the line and they're like, Kevin's not here. And then they pass it all the way back. And the mom's like, oh my God, like Kevin's not here. And it's like, you really forgot him last year. And you're going to not even notice that he's not there from the time you get onto the plane all the way till when you get to your destination. Like that just seemed unrealistic to me. It's not. But as a whole, second movie was enjoyable. There was like the cute little old man toy shop owner <laughs> and like, it was Cute like a little funny. park lady with the pigeons. Yeah. Love her. The guys getting like demolished at the end was always funny. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Not really much else to say about the second one. Literally the same exact plot yeah. as the first one. Still though, enjoyable Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Would definitely recommend. I'd say like four stars. Yeah. Which brings us to Home Alone, our second movie on our list. Well, first movie, second thing on our list. So, tell the people about Home Alone. I feel like a lot of people know Home Alone. I mean, yeah. So, for some reason, everyone in his family, this kid named Kevin, played by Macaulay Culkin, for some reason, everyone's, like, really mean to him and is like, you can't do anything by yourself. But he's literally, like, seven years old. So, that's kind of weird. Like, calm down about it. He's just the youngest in the family. Mm Mm-hmm. So, they, like, make fun of him. Um, So, he gets really upset the night before they're leaving to go to France, all, the whole family, And he's like, I don't want to sleep with any of you. Like, I want to be in my own room. So he's in his own room. Next day, in the middle of the night, the power goes out. So they don't have their alarm set. And they're running really late. And they miscount. And they think they have all the kids there, but they don't. So basically, they leave him in the house. And they go to France. And they don't realize that he's not there until they land in France. Um, So then... (laughs) There, there are these two burglars and they're like trying to rob all this, the houses on the street um, because people are gone for Christmas and they think they're really smart. They're like two idiots, basically. And so this kid sees them and he's like, oh my gosh, got to protect my house. Like, this is so scary. So he just like sets up a bunch of elaborate traps for them and like keeps his house safe and keeps himself safe. Yeah, that's, that's kind of really it. it. It's just like the very end of the movie where he's like demolishing them because they're trying to get in and they're like stepping on ornaments and like <laughs> hurting themselves and burning themselves on like the stuff that he set up so much fire just always enjoyable always impressive the things this kid comes up with apparently <laughs> um but yeah so just like a solid a very classic christmas movie very easy to watch very well done enjoyable you start you love the little kid you're like oh kid you're just doing your best you're alone but you're doing your best he also thinks he like wished his family away which is why he like feels so bad and he's so sad because he like he was like i wish i never see you guys again like i wish i didn't have a family and the next day he wakes up and they're gone and he can't get in contact with them because their phones are like not working or something so the mom can't contact them but yeah so Mm -hmm. you just come to love him he realizes the value of family and the importance of his family. He is such a sweet little boy. And it's boy. just really cute. Yeah. It's a good one. 
right, number one, Brian, you got it. I I am in utter disbelief that this is number one on our list, but okay, here we go. So it's a Christmas miniseries that came out this year, 2020, and it's called Dash and Lily, um, which are the, the two main characters. Lindsay, do you want me to explain? Do you want me to explain? I can explain. Okay. <laughs> Lily. Why did you ask me? I don't know. I wanted to see if you wanted to. So Lily is this girl and she like never puts herself out there. She's very self-conscious, but she's also somehow really confident and like wears crazy outfits and is super quirky. Um, So she writes in this journal and leaves a set of clues for someone who picks up her book um, and she leaves it in a bookstore. Dash finds it. Um, He's in New York for Christmas, staying at his dad's house, even though his dad doesn't know. And essentially, he goes on this, like, wild goose chase with all the clues, and he, like, thinks that he's fallen in love with her, and he leaves her a note. And so they start, like, basically writing each other letters in this notebook and, like, getting to know each other through dares. Yeah. So I don't want to explain too much, because, like, I actually kind of think people might watch this because it's, like, yeah, yeah. interesting. So I, I'm not going to go through the whole every episode. That's just, like, the first episode, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. Sorry, you can continue. I just didn't want okay. you to, like, say a ton of stuff. No, yeah. I mean, that's basically it. Um, it's just, like, the story of how they get to know each other and working through their own stuff. Yeah, communicating via notebook <laughs> without actually meeting in person. And they wouldn't, like, find out the dude's name until, like, well, who knows if they ever find it out. <laughs> but <Okay>. anyway. <laughs> yes, very engaging plot. Like, surprisingly engaging. Like, I was very hesitant to watch it because I was like, oh, like, it's just like a romance between two teenagers, like, whatever. But honestly, kind of interesting. And you, like, want to know what happens. And you grow to love the characters. You're like, oh, my God. Like, I just want them to find each other and whatever. But, mm-hmm. but yes. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> it was so cute. I'm, like, really mad about how cute it was, actually. Yeah. But... So, yes, that was Dash and Lily. That is the conclusion of our list of movies we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. So, if you have any recommendations for us to watch or your favorite Christmas movie, please leave it in the comments of our Instagram or just contact us, DM us, whatever. Um, but, yes, we would love to hear from you and get some more movies to watch on our list because we're kind of just going through, like, whatever ones we feel like watching. But, yes. So... <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Gone with the Windies. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Um, thanks for listening. Until next time. Happy Until holidays. Time. Oh, yes. Happy holidays. Hope you have a great holiday season and a good winter. I hope we get some freaking snow. I want <laughs> snow so badly. We'll see about that one. I'm not. It's not likely, but whatever. It's not likely. We'll see. Anyway. That's all for this week's episode, and I hope you were happily gone Gone with with the the Windies. Windies.